Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Connect on BlogTalkRadio.com. Catch us on the web at umconnect.info. Welcome to this latest episode of Connect. I'm Michael Rich, and I'm the Web and Communications Manager for the Western North Carolina Conference. Today we have on the air with us Dr. Doug Hume. He's an Associate Professor of Religion at Pfeiffer University in Meisenheimer, North Carolina. And this is another episode within our Call and Vocation Team series. And today we'll be discussing Doug's call to ministry and then also get into the Youth Theological Seminar that they're launching at Pfeiffer this year. So welcome to this show, Doug. Hang on. Okay, you're back on the air. They turn you off automatically, and I have to catch that now and then. So welcome okay, to the show, well, I'm, Doug. I'm with y'all. Yeah. And the list's out there on podcasting. Yeah, this is uh, a good opportunity. You and I have never met face to face, but uh, it's good to meet you on the air. And so, you know, for everybody listening, let's uh, just uh, get a little background from you. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And uh, where did you go to school? Those kinds of things. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. That's where I grew up, and uh, that's where I went to school and high school and. My uh, undergraduate uh, was at the uh, University of Louisville. I'm a very proud Cardinals fan, although probably not so proud this year, given what's going on with our basketball team. But but, uh, that's where I'm from, and uh, I actually grew up as a uh, Baptist. Uh, Hmm. My parents were uh, uh, Southern Baptist missionaries who had come back to uh, Louisville to study at uh, the seminary there, and uh, ended up staying in Louisville, uh, not going back on the field. Um, and I grew up uh, in a household where uh, my parents were both educators. Uh, so that okay. is that is background. Um, that's where I'm from. Yeah. Okay. University of Louisville. And where did you go after that? After that, um, I spent uh, a few years in Berlin, Germany. Uh, I found a ecumenical organization that sent me as a uh, ecumenical volunteer or missionary, I guess you might call it, um, to former East Berlin. And this was back in um, uh, the uh, mid '90s uh, is when I when I went over there from '92 to '97, mm-hmm. and. Um, was working and uh, living in the East Side uh, with congregations that had been very involved in the movement that brought down um, the uh, Berlin Wall several years uh, prior to that, um, with uh, Lutheran and Methodist and uh, all kinds of different uh, uh, churches that were working together um, for issues involved with uh, social justice and peace and environmental issues. It was it was a great 
two years there in Berlin and then an, an additional three years um, in Berlin, I began to study at the Humboldt University uh, mm. in, in Berlin, um, studying theology and doing my Greek and Hebrew over there, uh, and then coming back to the States uh, to do my MDiv um, at Princeton Seminary and my PhD at Princeton Seminary. Okay. So um, I guess you could say a large part of my uh, first 30-something years uh, was spent in school, um, and I think that's a little bit about uh, about who I am in terms of how I've been shaped. I just love being in the academic context. That's that's where I feel most comfortable, and that's what I love to do. I understand. Well, tell us about your call story. Um, you you came to Christ in a missionary home, but uh, you heard a call to ministry. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up and in the church, and of course, going to church, um, you know, every <laughs> almost every day it seems like, but obviously Sundays and Wednesdays, and 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 in a in a very you know religious home. Um, my call story is evolving, but I, I guess I would you know I have a really kind of funny anecdote. Um, I think I received my call when I sort of first recognized something going on. Um, was during a mission trip uh, in high school with our high school youth group. And um, my youth minister had been talking to me um, for, uh, you know, a long time about, um, you know, he he thought that I had a call. Um, And he'd been nagging me and talking to me about it. And I was like, no, 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 I want to be an engineer. I want to go do something else with my life. Um, And we were traveling back from the mission trip, and sitting in a McDonald's, um, and I'd gotten up uh, to get my food, and I came back to sit down, and and um, on the table there was a napkin, and on the napkin was written, uh, God called, call back. <laughs> and, and and I, you know, I, I, you know, he, I never found out who wrote that, but I'm pretty sure it was my youth minister. Um, and that really made me step back and think about my life. Now, I put that aside, still thinking that I, you know, was going to be, you know, going to have a very different life. I was very interested in math and science at that time and went into engineering in my undergraduate, but had a breakdown, not a breakdown, but, you know, existential crisis is what I might call it. Sure. A lot of college students have that in their first or second year. Um, and, And that was in my first year, second semester, uh, and I realized um, there was just a moment. I remember I was riding the bus uh, to, to get to class, and um, I used to take the public bus and transportation in, in, in Louisville. And I just remember this moment looking out the window and just realizing, yes, absolutely, that's what I need to do. I need to follow what God is, what God has in store for me. I need to follow this call. Um, and and the troubles that I'm having and the classes that I'm having right now are are not fitting me. That's not who I am. And really, mid semester, my second semester, I dropped all of my math and science courses and changed my major to uh, liberal arts major, philosophy. Uh, and just you know, from that point on, I've just been trying to follow where God will lead me. 
it's never been that clear of a call in terms of this is exactly what, you know, it's not like, I know some people have a clear call that they want to be in pastoral ministry or God's calling them to that kind of a ministry. My call hasn't looked like that. It's always been me listening and God moving me in different directions at different times. And so I've done all kinds of work from social ministry to campus ministry to, um, you know, uh, work with the ecumenical churches in Berlin, so international ministry and, and, and in evangelism. So I've done all kinds of stuff, and I keep listening to where that call might take me and, and what how I might serve. Hmm. Um, and, and this past year, I'm, I'm very pleased that I've been appointed um, by the Western North Carolina Conference uh, to serve um, here at Pfeiffer University in extension ministry. Um, and and we'll see where that takes me as I begin to come into um, the United Methodist uh, system and, and my my ordination um, becomes recognized and, and how all that's going to work. We'll see what, what, what requirements I may have to follow here. Okay. Well, let, let's get into that because I introduced you as an ordained elder because I saw you in the database, but you may. That's right. Tell, tell us about how that all went. And, and well, um, that went, you know, I got, I came here to Pfeiffer about nine years ago. And, you know, I came as a Baptist and, and a moderate Baptist, you know, CBF oriented. But, sure. you know, I just, I have gotten so involved here with uh, the campus ministry and the village church. And, and I really see my service here as preparing uh, students to go on to ministry themselves. Uh, and most of them are going into United Methodist Church. In our graduate program, we're preparing um, um, lots and lots of students to go into deacon ministry through our partnership with Wesley Seminary. Right. Um, and in our undergraduate program, we've sent a number of students on uh, to uh, study at, at various United Methodist seminaries um, for, the, for the elder track and it you know it's interesting so i go to conference every summer and see my former students get ordained <laughs> and and i'm i'm thinking well you know um <laughs> maybe maybe i ought to think about um being part of this community because i'm recognizing that really um this this conference has welcomed me with open arms and 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 welcomed the ministry that i'm doing and preparing in preparing their next generation of leadership, that that I felt like, well, yeah, you know, God is maybe God is calling me to that too. And then there are certain ways in which I resonate with Wesleyan theology and what I understand of of, of, of Wesleyan theology and, and, and United Methodist uh, understanding and, and ways of worship. And and so so that 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 emphasis upon upon uh, social holiness has, has been really very attractive to me as as a person who's done a lot of work in the past with prison ministry and social justice ministry, but also the personal holiness, the idea that, that yes, through grace, I can take responsibility for, for my own spiritual growth and, and my own physical health and all of these mm -hmm. other things. You know, I've, I, I feel well um, here at Pfeiffer, and, and I'm, I feel like I'm part of a community that is that is growing spiritually, and um, and you know I've I've lost you know 30 pounds, 40 pounds over the past few years. I'm, I, this idea of 
this notion that there's a holistic self uh, that we're called mm. to take care of. Um, I, I think that's. I think there's something very deep um, to that in, in in what what Wesley left us. The Wesleys left us. No, no doubt about it. So um, one of the questions that I ask, and this is a part of our call and vocation series that we do on the radio show. Uh, one of the questions they want asked of everybody is, uh, describe your call in one or two words. How would you do that? Well, I guess I would, because I'm a biblical studies professor, one word would be biblical. Okay. Um, I, I just, uh, I think the the source and and the way that I read scripture and and dwelling on scripture every day um that that's what that's what it's about for me i mean studying scripture and trying to see what god has in store for us uh through scripture that that is my life that is my calling that is what i've dedicated myself to study and to teach others so um that would be one and then uh, pastoral. I, I try very hard to take care of my my flock here, my students, and 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 those I work with. Um, and that is those I serve. I, I I really feel like that that pastoral or service call is is a large part of my ministry. Um, so so pastoral and biblical is what I would say. Okay. So who are the people who? shaped your life in the beginning of that call? Um, who who are those folks that influenced you in the beginning? Who are the folks that are influencing you today? Well, in the beginning, I would definitely say that my youth minister uh, growing up, uh, uh, John Willingham, um, was just an absolute influence upon me. He was an older, uh, well, not older, but you know, from my age, he seemed older. You know, maybe in his in his in his late forties, fifties at the time, and he just had a comfort about himself. Um, he was unpredictable, kind of wild and crazy. Had a long beard, long hair. Reminds <laughs> me a lot of uh, our campus minister Dana McKim, um, and and it was his spirit, I think, that really shaped. My understanding of a God who, if, as I read Scripture, even still today, a God who is full of surprises, hmm. a God who is full of, of of love and grace and humor, and and that that you know that was really influential upon me as a young person to have someone who felt so comfortable with himself that he could be made fun of, that he could be unpredictable a little bit crazy and that was so pro profound and powerful and and I don't think it's an accident that now I'm working with youth ministers and people who want to be Christian educators themselves. Mm. And then I, I think I think the people today who who influence me most are are my colleagues here uh with whom I'm working. Um Kathleen Kilborn um in our our masters program um, she has has become a friend and a person, a confidant that I can speak to. Uh, Dana McKim is a minister that that uh, and a friend and a person that I have uh, I continue to learn from and a mentor. Um, Sherry Barnes, who is our uh, director, assistant director, assistant pastor of the Village Church, she she is uh, a, just a wonderful person with whom I've been able to 
open my heart and share and 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 work together with as a colleague. My colleagues Kevin Taylor and Patty Myers, um, and my discussions with them, those have been those continue to be people who are shaping the way I understand the world and and the way I understand the church, uh, and and the way my call is taking me and where it's taking me and, and what I'm doing. That's great. Well, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and talk more about higher education and your work at Pfeiffer, and especially this uh, uh, summer dealings um, that you got planned. So um, here's now a word from our call and vocation team. Hello, I'm Jim Parsons, the chair of the Call and Vocation team for the Western North Carolina Conference. We are thrilled to partner with UM Connect to bring you some unique conversations in 2016. Our team is focused on cultivating a culture of call within our conference. For more about our work, please visit us at isgodcallingme.org. The United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina is a ministry of the church for the church whose mission is to build a church for generations to come. We fulfill this vision by investing in people, as well as helping churches and related institutions invest the financial resources that God has given to them. My name is David Snipes, and we look forward to the day when you give your United Methodist Foundation a call. And you can find out more about the United Methodist Foundation in Western North Carolina at the sponsor page on our show's website, which is umconnect.info. And so we're back now with uh, Doug Hume. Uh, he's sitting at the phone at Pfeiffer, and uh, he was telling me before the show started that it's St. Patrick's Day at uh, Pfeiffer, <laughs> and in the chapel, uh, Dana McKim is there in green beard, which I would only expect from him. So um, higher education, that is uh, a calling that you've gotten into. Tell me just quickly, uh, how did you know that is what you wanted to do with your life? Well, I, I knew that that was what I wanted to do with my life when I got accepted into the Ph.D. program at Princeton Seminary. And even then, I didn't quite know, because I, I was actually planning on going into prison ministry. I had a job lined up after I was done with my MDiv. But I applied out of a lark to get into the New Testament program, and I got in. <laughs> All right. And I went to talk to one of my professors, and he said to me, you know, you won't get this chance again, probably. You might as well do it. And I said, plus, he said, if you get a job, you're not going to want to go back to school. I thought, well, there might be some wisdom in that. So that's when I knew. But but really, I've known all along. I, I love being in Scripture and and having the idea of being having a job where I can spend hours and hours and hours just studying the text. That's that's really what I love to do when I get the chance. Um, that's when I knew. Yeah. That's when I knew. All right. Well, now, um, and this is what I've gotten second ham. Uh, Jim Parsons was telling me about uh, a new program that y'all are working on at Pfeiffer, uh, a summer uh, ministry with youth. Tell us uh, about this program that you've got planned and and launch dates, those kinds of things. Well, the name of the program is the Pfeiffer Youth Theological Institute, um, P-Y-T-I, and I think we're going to brand it as Yeti um, for <laughs> short. I, that's fun. Um, and we're actually working on the branding um, and, and creating a little Yeti um, for all of our brochures and materials. Uh, it's a two-week 
summer experience for high school age group um, youth who know that they are called to ministry um, or at least are sensing a call to ministry. It's a place where it's a time and a place where they can get together with a group of about 12 other students, at least this first summer, uh, and um, explore what it means to do vocation, uh, to mm. be called to the church. Um, they'll, um, it's a two-week experience. They start here in Meisenheimer for one week, and our focus, um, there's actually two foci, but, but, but one very important focus is eco-theological uh, formation. So how do, we, how do we think about our spiritual formation in relationship to God's oikos, God's house? Um, hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's really con- conceived as more broadly than just ecological issues and having to do with the environment, but, but really how our spiritual formation engages every part of God's creation, including community, including um, um, ecological issues, but also including the church. Uh, the format will be study uh, for part of the day and then engagement, engage learning for part of the day. So um, I had originally conceived of us studying in the morning and then going out in the afternoons and doing little service trips and field trips to different um, organizations here in, in, in the area. Um, but we might flip that because because of the heat, we might do the the trips in the morning and then the study in the afternoon and and evenings. But we also really want, and you know, this is the second focus. We also really want to folk, uh, um, shape a community. Hmm. So the idea will be that they will get into a rule of life in which uh, worship and study and community and having meals together um, will all be part of that sort of a new monastic experience that we're working with with the kids on. And that's also a big component of our second week. Um, In our second week, we're going up to Asheville um, to um, the Halls Creek community that um, Elaine Heath and and Larry Duggins are working on up there. Mm -hmm. And they're going to experience... engagement with that missional wisdom foundation and going to do the same thing. Studying um, will be coupled with uh, community engagement in the Asheville area. So it's, it's, a, it's a two-week experience, one week here in Meisenheimer, um, and the second week uh, will be up in Asheville, at least for this year. Uh, in next year and the, the following years, we're going to expand this out to 36 students and it'll be the same format the first week. All 36 will be here in Meisenheimer. Um, but in the second week, one group will still go up to Asheville to the Missional Wisdom Foundation folks. But we'll have a group that, um, through our partnership with Wesley Seminary in D.C., uh, will go to Washington, D.C., to inner city uh, D.C., and do um, service projects there in the inner city and do church and society work uh, mm. with the board there and, and maybe even... Uh, meet some representatives uh, there, um, and then we'll have a third group, and this is really an exciting opportunity, we'll have a third group that will be connecting with um, sports ministry opportunities here hmm. um, in in the Charlotte region. Um, we've got connections with the sports chaplain of the Bobcats, um, we've got um, other connections with NASCAR, and um, those folks will be sort of visiting different sites and finding ways to do um, worship and service 
um, engaging um, um, uh, kids in that way uh, in, in, in Charlotte. And then we'll bring them all back together. The idea is we'll bring them all back together uh, for a weekend of worship and exchange and, and, and learning and, and fun um, and celebration so that the groups learn from one another. This is for rising sophomores through rising seniors. So high okay. school sophomores to high school seniors. Uh, and uh, we're looking for 12 really good kids uh, this summer, 12 kids who ministers or youth ministers are looking at, and they're saying that kid's got a call, just doesn't know it yet, or that kid's already actively exploring their vocation. These are the kids that we really want to get together, and we see this as a way of creating a, a lifetime of, of networks and friendship and community for these kids um, that, that they will begin um, as youth and will continue to follow through their ministry um, as they perceive and follow their call, um, hopefully through their lives. So, so that's, how did this, you know, that's fascinating. How, how yeah. did this program come about? Where, um, where did it all well, spring from? Um, the the Lilly Foundation, and that is an Indiana-based foundation um, related to the Lilly Pharmaceuticals Company, mm-hmm. um, they have a focus on vocation um, and higher education, and they have given numerous grants to uh, organizations in higher education. And um, they put out a call, a proposal um, for, for proposals last spring, uh, to uh, undergraduate institutions all across the nation hmm. uh, to apply for this grant. And uh, Pfeiffer received um, almost $600,000 uh, from the Lilly Foundation uh, in order to implement um, this program. So we wrote up the grant application last summer, and um, I was already working with the call and vocation team with the conference and uh, engaging them in various ways, and I thought, well, this would be a wonderful um, way to to do this for for the area for students here in Western North Carolina. Uh, some folks might be familiar with the Youth Theological Academy in um, at at um, um, in, in Emory, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think Duke has a Duke Youth has Theological a Duke Academy, Academy as well. Yeah. So, so people might be familiar. Those are both Lilly programs that were done by seminaries, uh, but Lilly sort of stepped back and decided you know they wanted to do this really out of undergraduate schools because, well, I suspect because we're closer. We're closer to that age group, and we, we sure. might you know, be able to uh, fit um, those kids better into into our, our um, programs. Very neat. Um, dates, the dates, July 10th through July 24th this summer. Just wanted okay. to get that out. Well, I look forward to getting more information, and uh, I'll help Pfeiffer you know, get that word out through our communications process uh, in Western cool. North Carolina. But, you know, it, it, it's exciting. And, you know, I keep thinking back uh, what a, a great opportunity that would have been for me as a youth when I was uh, struggling with a call to ministry. If I'd have had an opportunity like that, uh, it would have made all the difference in the world. And, well, um, and, and, and for me, too, you know, I, I shared my call this morning. And, and you know, that's when I was a youth, that's when I was wrestling with it, and it was there was, a, and maybe part of that existential anxiety. That's maybe that's part of the, part of the call. You know, maybe that's part of what it means to come to terms with, letting go and and allowing God to to lead. But, but I think having a community of folks who recognize that that's part of 
the experience. Um, mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we just have a few minutes left, and I, I want to get to this question. What What is the importance of focusing on call and vocation with youth and young adults? Well, I think the importance for us to focus on it is because um, it God is calling youth and young adults. Uh, I see that every day. God is calling them. And too often um, I see so many impediments to that call being set up, you know, whether it's parents who have financial anxieties, and I don't blame them, right? Sure. I mean, people are nervous about, okay, how is my kid going to, going to make money if they go into the church. Well, you know, is it about that? Right. Um so 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 I think the importance is for us as as churches to recognize that God is calling people, right? I think too many of us um are more like Eli. Mm. <laughs> and and we're telling Samuel go back to bed. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, we we don't see it <laughs> Even when God is calling um, our, our youth and our children, um, and, and how many times do they have to come to us before we recognize, oh, well, you know, wait, listen to all that God is telling you. We need more people who will tell us to listen right. uh, to our call, tell our youth to listen to their calls. Um, I think that is a task and a requirement for the church, and if we don't fulfill that requirement Oh my goodness, what will happen? How will the church be led? How will we how will we have a church even 20, 30 years from now um as as because I don't think there's enough folks in the po- pipeline from what the studies are um to really fill those needs. So I think it's I think it's vitally important um for at least for the current time it's even more important than it's ever been. The church is going to face challenges that we can't even imagine in the 21st century. It's going to look very, very different. And God is actively calling some of the brightest and most creative and 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 loveliest young people to 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 make serious, serious transformational change for the church, missional change. And I I believe that I believe that we have a responsibility to accompany those folks in their call and to offer them opportunities to reflect on it, to grow in it, um, to study, and to, to really engage um, the call that, that they're being called to. All right. Well, Doug, we've sort of come to the end of the show. Uh, if if you could leave us with one last word, you got 10, 15 seconds. What would you say to those listening today? God is a surprising God and God will call you to places you can't even imagine. Just listen. Just listen to what God is doing, whether you're a youth or whether you're even someone second career who's having doubts about their lives. Listen to what God is calling you to do. We have folks from all walks of life at Pfeiffer, all ages, who are coming back and realizing that they've got a call. Just listen and follow, and you'll find where God wants you to be. All right. That is a great word. Thanks for giving your time today. And I look forward to hearing more about um, this Youth Institute and look forward to hearing more about your call and ministry in the conference. And thanks, everyone, for listening to us on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, The show will be available on 
the blog talk page, as well as the show's website, which is umconnect.info. And we're going to be back next week connecting United Methodists and their stories. It's a pleasure. Thanks to our sponsors, the Western North Carolina Conference and the United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina. You can find out more about them on the sponsors section of the website, umconnect.info. I'm Michael Rich, and you've been listening to Connect. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.